that's what I spent my hyperfixation on this afternoon, so. What's up, Trash Pandas? Welcome to In Addition, where we try our best to find the treasure in the trash with your hosts, Tony P, Mike, Steph, and Swan. Slide us into your weekly podcast feed, or we'll wind down your Wednesday nights at twitch.tv slash NADDpod. Late breaking news, y'all. I just got a text from Tony. <gasps> He's not going to make it tonight. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry to be the one to tell everyone. I didn't mean to tell you like this. I thought for sure. He would be here. He's not. Stop. Tony is off having a good time, and we love him and hope that he has a good time. He let us down. <laughs> but you know who didn't? There's the three of us. It's your boy. It's Mike C. What's Yay. up, you trash pandas? I am joined, as always, by my lovely wife, Steph. That's me. And Emily Swan. That's the difference Yay. between you and Tony is that you know which of us is which. Thank you. <laughs> and I didn't and get an also adjective. My <laughs> lovely wife, Emily Swan. Yes. Uh, I am so happy that we are here talking tonight. And the reason why is because I'm a degenerate. <laughs> I'm just garbage. I'm a total trash person. And I drive down the highway. And what I see is a billboard advertising a billion dollar lottery jackpot. <laughs> and so I wanted to talk to y'all about your billion dollar dreams. Basically, I don't know if this happens to everybody else, but maybe it does. Um, y'all in chat, y'all listening to the show uh, in your podcatchers, uh, Steph and Swan, I would like all of you to answer. When you see these lottery jackpots, is there a part of your brain that says, oh, I'm going to win that? Like, is there a broken part of y'all like a, like there is a broken part of me that when because when I see those, I legitimately think. There it is. That's my billion dollars. But you've never played the lottery. But it's <laughs> it's, a, it's an internal thought. <laughs> you can't win if you don't play. Whoa, <laughs> this, is, this is the problem. This is how they hook you, Steph. <laughs> No, on the big, so I used to play, I used to play the lottery when I had no money at all. <laughs> I would buy a lottery ticket once a week. Interesting. And then I started making money. And then I stopped buying lottery tickets because I was like, okay, I can finally pay all my bills. Like I can just I can work hard and do my job and I will not starve. And like there was a line where that before that moment, that just wasn't true. Uh, I was starving and could not pay my bills and I had uh, two jobs. And then I hit a line where I can uh, eat and pay my bills and my rent and stuff. 
And once I hit that point, I stopped buying lottery tickets. And so my question is like, is it because I was poor and that's the trap? Or is this a thought that everyone has? Hmm. I so my my grandfather bought a lottery ticket every week. Um, the one who was the dean of the no, school? Oh. no, not my rich AF great uncle. Well, that's why I was asking. <laughs> no, um, no, my my mom's dad and they were. They were not uh, wealthy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but they were not desperate either. Um, so I don't know. I, I've i never really had an impulse to buy a lottery ticket. And I'm going to be honest with you all. It's because I, I don't know how. Do you just like <laughs> walk in and you say like, I want one of the ones for the billion dollars? Like I yeah. literally don't know. Because don't you have to pick oh, numbers? It's been 12 hours. Our succulents just changed uh, from <laughs> needing sunlight to no longer needing sunlight. So the, the streamer color in the room <laughs> is gone. Uh, we are now back to regular tones. But yeah, like you just say, hello, I like uh, here are the numbers I want to use. You can do it that way. So when you buy a lottery ticket, you stand. Usually I go to the gas station. Uh, you have to pay in cash because anyone who pays for a lottery ticket with a credit card, uh, you know, it's us. Uh, Why? Well, because you're probably in debt. Like it's like what a, if you just don't have cash? Then you go get cash. Oh, yeah. You can only. Uh, <laughs> And so what L Hanley and chat don't do this to me. There's a Georgia lottery <laughs> app. I could be. Oh boy. Don't. Okay. Okay. But then you enter Focus. in your numbers. So there's one of two ways you can do it. You can do what, what they call a quick pick, which is where the machine picks random numbers for you. Mm. Or you can say, yeah, I want to play my birthday and my wife's birthday and uh, my favorite number 69 nice. uh, or whatever. And so you can do it either way. Uh, and then usually people will buy, say, five uh, five quick picks or whatever. So it's five random numbers. Or they'll do like different specials and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, that's how you buy a lottery ticket. Oh, stuff. Okay. Did you ever see the Nicolas Cage movie, It Could Happen to You? Did you ever <laughs> no. watch that? Yeah. Okay. So that's my understanding of how lottery winning goes. That's my frame <laughs> of reference for it. Uh, so what you're saying is <laughs> buy the ticket and then go to a diner mm -hmm. immediately after with mm -hmm. no money to leave a tip. Yep. And split it with the waitress and then my wife will leave me. And yeah. I'll end up with very little money after a big court case, but I'll end up with happiness and love. That's right. <laughs> that's a spoiler alert. Oh, that's yeah. Now oh, I got it. I mean, you could have told it. You could have you could have known it was coming from the trailer. Uh, <laughs> it's a very cute movie. Yeah, I'm it not worried. It's remarkably about the cute. Like 
honestly, I recommend watching it because it's really enjoyable. But at the same time, it's like, I watched this a lot as a kid and I don't know. It's like the first Wives Club. I'm like, this resonated with me in a weird way that didn't make sense. <laughs> Why did I resonate so much with First Wives Club? Why did that one hit the note for me? Um, uh, yeah. So have you never also never bought a lottery ticket? Uh, so I know we've talked about this a little bit before. Um, so I'm very unlucky. It's a running joke in my family that, uh, we often exchange lottery tickets, uh, usually just the scratchers for mm -hmm. birthdays and Christmas and stuff like that. And the joke is that I can't buy them because I'm unlucky. And my sister who is incredibly lucky, who will always win no matter how many she gets, if I touch it or I buy it, it will not be a winner. Um, my dad is very lucky. He buys them and wins with more frequency than I think is normal. Um, so I have this thing in my head where I'm just like, what is the point? Like, I'd rather be like, I'm going to pay you back, dad. If you buy this and scratch it for me and we win, then maybe I can have some of that money. But also you took care of me for 18 years of my life and then some. So maybe I just owe you that. Um, sure. I, my question to you, and this is kind of a follow-up, we've talked about casinos before. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. gambling falls under the same stress for me. Sure. Um, there's like the excitement doesn't outweigh the stress in that. It doesn't sure. outweigh when I'm gambling at a casino, even if those odds are better. Like I just can't get past. I'm just burning my money and I'm not really having fun doing it. So why sure. would I do that? So uh, I will say. For us degenerates, uh, <laughs> a billion dollar winning ticket could cost you as low as $2. And so at that point, like my whole thought around the lottery nowadays is, oh, it's a billion dollars. I'll put two bucks down on that. Because the difference between like one ticket and a thousand tickets is not like it doesn't make any difference in your odds. And so the like the worst odds you have is not buying any tickets. Mm -hmm. The best odds you have is buying like a million tickets. And then somewhere in the middle, right, of one ticket and a million tickets is all terrible. And so uh, I will buy one ticket for this billion dollar drawing just to make sure that like I've got uh, a chance Skin in the game. Yeah, because I, I like. I really think. I think the lottery does a really good job of like. Selling the dream. Yeah. yeah. And enough people win that you know that like someone has to win. Uh, I think uh, Vineyard Warrior in chat said that as well somewhere in here. Uh, where was it? Here it is. Uh, I never say I'm going to win, but I always say, hey, somebody's got to win. Yeah. I've had friends whose parents won the lottery twice, which Man. is insane. Um, but like. I mean, if they can do it, <laughs> you know, no, but like this idea just 
it is so pervasive for me and my family that like I was wondering if other people had the same kind of uh, compulsion toward like I, I heard a I heard an interesting thing uh, where someone described working class Republicans as temporarily embarrassed millionaires. Meaning that like right now I'm not rich, but I will be. Mm -hmm. And so I'm protecting my future by voting against my interests in the present. Um, and I just thought that like that idea of like being a temporarily embarrassed millionaire is what lends people to playing the lottery so much and like growing up very much in that. I wonder how much of that is driven by that kind of thing. You know what I mean? So I think... I, I will say I didn't necessarily see it growing up, but as an adult, when I first moved back home and got a small job in a small rural town, there was a lot of poverty. It was a very, very low income area. And because of the location of the job, we were across from a gas station and we got a lot of foot traffic of people leaving that or going that. And there was a lot of talk about buying lottery tickets and it was yeah. very much... It was tough to watch. And again, it's their money. It's their life. They can do what they want. But it was one of those where uh, I think it maybe soured me on the the fantasy of it. Sure. Where it just it's it's tough to separate that specific memory and that specific interaction from like, oh, but I might win. And what, you know, what terrible lottery curse will, will afflict me. But <laughs> Yeah, I think it was just, it was at a very, very young 20, I was yeah. hit with real, like, tough reality. And it just, it it was tough for me to kind of, as someone who was personally struggling at the time, I was living at home, I wasn't making any money. Like, I was breaking even covering my health insurance and living with my parents. I was just like, I can't, I can't imagine what this is like. And I can't live this way forever. Like, I just, I can't do this because I don't want this to be how my life is. And I know that got really dark, but no, yeah, uh, I, it's, it's hard to separate that. Well, and like the the whole reason that lottery like is as successful successful as it is is because it is the only way out for some people. If your kid isn't good at sports, uh, so they're not going to get a scholarship and become a pro athlete. The lottery—that's your only shot, right? Uh, and so. Growing up, we would talk a lot about what are you going to do when you win the lottery? And those conversations are so fun. And that's really what I wanted to get to uh, from this is like when you win this billion dollar <laughs> jackpot on Friday, Swan, what are you going to do with the money? And then, of course, because like, so here's where it gets kind of fucked up, right? Is that like <laughs> because we were we grew up poor, we knew all the rules about tax liability and do you take the one lump sum or the annuity? And obviously you take the one lump sum, even though the tax on that is so much bigger than the one than like every year or whatever. I did actually because, know that one. I knew, not for any reason, but I was like, I know this one that you have to take the full lump sum. Yeah. 
because a you're not guaranteed to live to the end of it and b uh money that you have today is always worth more than 20 years from now uh regardless and so uh you take the one lump sum of this one billion dollars so let's say you end up with 600 million after you pay uh all of the estate like all of the tax fees all of the or the taxes the fees the the lawyers to like make sure everything goes good right 600 mil what are you doing with your lottery winnings it's one of those where it's it's just nonsense words at that point like 600 yeah, million right. dollars is is a nonsense number that i can't even conceptualize but i think even with the current state of the world, I think it would be travel. I, I'm thinking of something that's very specific to a thing that is beyond my reach right now. And it's, I can't travel to the extent that I would love to without Honestly, 600,000 or $600 million might get you to Europe, Swan. Yeah. <laughs> from, from your tiny from ass airport. <laughs> when you take the puddle jumper to the, to the, like the sea six, plane. Six that will take later. you. <laughs> Yeah, I'll get there. You're going to be on the fucking spruce goose over there. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I think it because I feel like that's something where in years past, we'll say 30, 40 years ago, it was a very different accessibility to be able to travel. And I feel like now yeah. it has it has priced itself out of being accessible to a lot of people. Uh, Limey <laughs> says very kindly, if he wins on Friday, he'll buy us a dinner at Dragon Con. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah, I'll take it. Like at this point, we're, you know, uh, we're just hungry. <laughs> by, <laughs> by the time Dragon Con comes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, travel is a great choice. Steph, what about you? Um, If I win $600. No, $600 million. million. <laughs> if I win 600 bucks. I would be so happy. If I I'm going to buy a boat. Honestly, $600, I would be... I'd be so happy. Mm -hmm. um, $600, I would buy myself another half a month of non-desperately needing a job. Um, wow. I With $600 million, I would pay off my student loans, our house, and my parents' house first. And I truly do not know beyond that. Sure. Like that's the extent of any like sort of lottery dream for me. Those are the top three things on my list. So Steph and I live on a cul-de-sac. You'd buy the house next door? <laughs> I would buy every house on the cul-de-sac. <laughs> I would buy the houses to the left and right of us, the house next to that one, the house next to that one, the house across the street. All of them would be completely remodeled. And all of them would be for my friends to stay in. And I would start a weird artist commune at the end of our street. Yes. I would try to make the road end just before the cul-de-sac and put a big gate <laughs> in front of it. And I would make people have to come into the gate and like there would be no like cars beyond like the main parking lot. Right. Uh, it would, it would like, we would structure out like a big parking lot in the middle of the, the cul-de-sac. And then like, 
it would just be block parties all the time and weird like bands and like artists would just like come through on bicycles and like uh rvs and stuff and just like we would have the coolest spot um i would buy the i would buy the curtain in london no oh (laughs) sorry uh the curtain theater here in austin sure ah um I yeah. I feel like it's and I know we've talked about this or if it, I think the topic was if money were no object like what would you do and I think for so many much so many of us it is I wouldn't have to do anything else except for work on my artistic pursuits like what a, <laughs> what because as we're talking about this I'm like I could not teach anymore I could not work at the winter anymore I could pay somebody to cook for me while I work 12 hour days on things that I honestly hiring a chef. Yeah. Right. Just hire people to do stuff. I don't want to do. I would have a chef and a housekeeper and Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't have a job and I would have a chef and a housekeeper. But see, I, I would, I would have a job, but I would get to fund my job and it would be taking (laughs) our interactive Shakespeare to schools everywhere and we would be able to do it in a way that like I would have I could hire a lawyer to set up the company to be a real company just not me and my friends dicking around doing Shakespeare <laughs> um and I I would be able to like make it something that like is productive and uh, it's never going to be lucrative but like you can get when you have someone, uh, when you have a business person running your company, it can, you know, be a, a real thing. And then I could just act because that's all I want to do is act Shakespeare in my life. You know, if there's if you're like, what's the one thing that you want to do? That's it. It's act Shakespeare. Sure. So that's I would fair. do that. Uh, Lost Limey in chat says I would hire a housekeeper for sure. Probably not a chef because I like cooking. Uh, and my rebuttal to that is, yo, a chef doesn't say you can't cook. Just <laughs> I'll do it for you. So like those days when you don't want to. It's all right. Chef's got me. Yeah. <laughs> be so- I was just thinking, I was like, I'd love to like pop down and be like, I'm going to hang out in the kitchen while chef cooks. And like, right. Just, that sounds like so much fun. What about I'm bored? I guess I'll build a half pipe in the backyard because I don't have a job and no one can tell me no. Yeah, I can spend my time however I want. I'm a weird millionaire. Yeah. Oh, I would like, be, I would be such a weird millionaire. But, yeah. you know, to Seth's point, like and I think, you know, at this point, my parents are lucky that they've paid up off their house, but it would be set them up, like make sure they're cool because they like where they are and what they do and they don't want to travel a ton. So that's an easy, like, no, make this current place for them as nice as they want. And then no, they're cool. And like, I like that. And then just, I feel like it's not very lofty goals, but it would just be like, no, now I, (laughs) I'm like the, uh, the widow in Aristocats where she just has all of her cats and she's got money and she can do whatever the fuck she wants. And she seemed very happy about all that's of that. what i'm saying yeah <laughs> i could just like get on a plane and go see my mom mm. you know like i have always wanted to walk up to a ticket counter and say i'd like one ticket for the next flight yes 
I would also like a world where that would not immediately land me in the back room. <laughs> like I don't you give have... a shit where it's going. <laughs> you have no Just... luggage. You have no nothing. What are you doing? I'll figure it out when I get there. Um, Swan, Mike wouldn't have an issue with that. Ask him how many times he's been randomly checked. Zero. <laughs> um, but also, when I paid for it in like... So one Gold of my coin. yeah <laughs> one of my favorite stories is there is a soccer player whose name is Mario Balotelli. Oh god, yeah. And Mario Balotelli got pulled over for speeding once in his like supercar. Uh he had just signed this massive deal in England uh with one of the biggest like teams in the world. And he gets pulled over for speeding and the cops are like, okay, uh, this is going to be the cost of the ticket. And he goes, can I just pay it now? And he opens his glove box and there's like $20,000 <laughs> in his glove box. And the cop says, why do you have all that money? <laughs> and Mario Balotelli says, because I'm rich. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I love it so much. Is there a cooler answer to that question? (laughs) Because I'm rich. Like he's so good. Oh, that's what I want to do. I want to get pulled over for driving too fast. And then when they ask me why I'm trying to pay right then with cash, because I'm rich. (laughs) It's so good. There's just so much swagger in that answer. Yeah, so much. And I'm running out of time from to be able to have that without it coming <laughs> off like a real ding dong. Yeah, you've <laughs> got to be young and fit. Right. Like if I hit 40 and I'm telling people because I'm rich, like and then I'm just a jerk off. Mm-hmm. So I got to win this billion dollars now. <laughs> it's got to be in the next four years. That's yeah. Uh... Just saying. <laughs> Cause I'm rich. Uh, but yeah, that's like, I honestly, I had, I hit the same wall as y'all of like, this is too much to like figure out what I would do. Mm-hmm. Once I've gotten past, I want to buy everyone a house that I care about. Like I want no one else to worry uh, about like housing. That is part of my family. Right. Like, yeah. Well, last one, me in chat mentioned like health insurance. I was like, I could buy really good health insurance. And I was like, what a lofty goal for those thirties and forties. It's part of like, it's part of the European dream, right? Is like, if I can just get to Europe, I don't need to worry about health insurance anymore because I can get like universal health care. Uh, we win a billion dollars though uh i can hire those professionals who will find my dead grandma's birth certificate <laughs> for me instead of me hunting it down which reminds me i need to add that to my to-do list <laughs> if we had a billion dollars we could just buy citizenship grandma <laughs> which is true uh you can buy citizenship in portugal for three hundred thousand euro uh-huh. oh yes oh huh. well so Clever <laughs> okay. number one, I could afford one house in Boston. <laughs> Six hundred million dollars. 
it's a fixer upper, but it's got good bones and character. I think that's funny though, because like, I mean, you said, you know, pay for your house and pay for the cul-de-sac house. But I think it's funny that the, I want to own an extensive property or I want to own that is not the big dream. It's, I want to have a safe place that is mine. I want to be near my friends or my family, or even just, I want to have the ability to travel around with the people that I care about and not worry about that. And I think that's such a shift from, you know, you say the sixties or the seventies of what would have been the big dream. And I was like, no, I don't want the responsibility of a mansion. I want a very manageable house that I can do the shit I want to do in. I want to not have to think about my, you know, now would I love to have a ballroom? Yes. And would I love to have tons of big dances there? Yes. But <laughs> aside from that, like, I don't know. That's none of the stuff that I really want for just like my own thing. I was like, I'd rather be out in the world and be able to do that. Then let me be clear. Uh, I would be moving us into the house right next to us. Uh, <laughs> that has a two car garage and a bigger backyard. Um, we would just rebuild this house. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But just like the bigger version of this yeah. house there. Right. Would uh, each house <laughs> in the cul-de-sac have a climbing wall is my very important question. Only if they wanted them. <laughs> like I wouldn't force anyone to have a climbing wall, uh, but mine definitely would. Two to three and stories. It would be, I was going to say it would be a second story yeah. house for sure. Uh, we yeah. would add, we add would up. build up for sure. But yeah, that's that's my big lottery dream. So Swan, when we win, uh, you can move to Austin and have a place to stay. Yay! Uh, and then we'll we'll figure out everything else out uh, <laughs> tax wise later. Take in addition on the road. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, to be to be a little more grounded uh, today, I want to show love to the grind. Uh, because I know where I was at the last time there was like a billion dollar jackpot and it was very much like my only escape from poverty that I could see was a lottery. And instead, uh, I just worked a, a garbage job, but did it really well for a long time and it ended up working out for me all right and so like uh, i realized the like the privilege in that but also my own hard work to get through it um and so like even when shit is trash and it's bad and it feels bad and it feels like the worst uh getting up and doing it the next day and then the next day, and then all of a sudden, it's not so bad anymore. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the grind. Uh, <laughs> and shout out to everybody like that's on theirs, because I know uh, it's hard and not fun. Um, and winning a billion dollar lottery is easier. But like, uh, also we'll be all right. Uh, just stay on it. Love y'all.
Thanks so much for listening, Trash Pandas. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your platform of choice. And join the conversation with us on twitch.tv slash inadd pod at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central every Wednesday night. <laughs>